Look, just don't worry, okay? I'm fine. So how's the ball game anyway? Ball game? Yeah, I thought you and Dad were going to go to the game last night. Oh, that didn't quite work out. Something else came up. Like what? I don't know. Something else Dad had to do. But I thought he promised. And didn't the same thing happen the last time? Look, it's no big deal, all right? There's plenty of ball games. We'll get to one sooner or later. So just give it a rest, okay? I'm doing fine. To be or not to be gut buckets, that is the question. Mm. And this is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast. We talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is episode number 250. Yeah. Big one. Oh, wow. <laughs> People are going crazy for 250. Uh, we're talking our top dramatic episodes. Mm. Yeah. Did you say that because it has something to do with an episode or just because it's dramatic? Yeah, it's like the most dramatic okay. line. I okay. think the most dramatic okay. famous line I can okay. think of. I thought... Maybe it was part of an episode that I couldn't think of. It's like, huh. Well, I'm sure weird. it is. It has, Probably. It has. I feel like at some point, Judy Funny has to mm. utter those yeah, words. Yeah. Um, yeah, our top dramatic episodes. Um, what did you, like, so what did you, because we didn't really talk at all about the criteria here, except at the end of the last episode when we said maybe just stick to 115. <laughs> sure. So yeah. uh, what was your criteria in picking... Um, or I guess what, like, yeah, I don't know. Cause dramatic can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a complex yeah. task, <laughs> uh, but I think I, I, I ended up going with the ones with the episodes that when I think about, uh, dramatic moments in Nickelodeon, like these are pretty much the ones that come up in my mm. head. Um, so you know, I and I weighted them based on like how how dramatic they are, okay, um, and like how well they pull it off, okay. So now you said dramatic moment. So is it possible that like <clears throat> a lot of your episodes a comedy, but there's so uh, a couple maybe could be considered that, but okay. they're but these are particularly dramatic episodes, yeah. Yeah, I found myself, like, wondering, like, well, is this just dramatic because it's uh, sad? Is it dramatic because it's uh, depressing, scary? Um, There was, like, a lot of kind of elements of, like, what makes something dramatic and not trying to have a lot of sameness on the list. Yes, yeah. I mean, it could have been a whole list of Are You Afraid of the Dark? It definitely could have, Um, yes. But, you know... I tried to like go with in my mind yeah. what it would it what has like the heaviest dramatic feel to it I guess mm. to some extent okay um, and it, you could have done a whole list of like uh, Journey of Alan Strange um, <laughs> too funny Andrew but... way too funny <laughs> uh, yeah there were a couple shows I guess I won't say them yet that I feel like I didn't do due diligence Mm-mm. in checking. Mm. Um, but at the same time, if it doesn't like really stand out to me, I think all, all of my top five are at least like, I remember seeing as a kid and 
Uh, only one I really had to go back and watch. Oh, I, I went back and watched two of them just to double check. Yeah. But one was like a real, like, I'm not sure I'm remembering this right. Great. Mm. And the other one was just a pure delight. I can't wait to talk yeah. about one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> any new discovery or did you do the same thing? Did you just do no, ones you already I, knew? Pretty much stuff. It ended up being stuff that I already knew. Okay. I kind of dipped my toes into mm. some things that I thought maybe <laughs> had some argument for being on the list, okay. but uh, ultimately they didn't make it, wow. make the cut. I gotta know. what. Yeah, what shows what were I, you like tempted by? I, <laughs> I started to look at uh, The Secret World of Alex Mack, because mm. I was like, okay, you know, there might be something here. Yeah. I find, and in fact, like I came across. I'm sure it's not on your. Well, I'm sure you didn't no, have any. This is the show I was also referring oh, to. Okay. That I was like, I bet you there's one in here, but yeah. I just don't know how to find it. I'll say pretty good. It didn't make my list, but uh, there's a two-parter mm. where Alex splits in half. Like wow. a separate version of her. Okay. Is out there. Bad version. Yeah, yeah, bad version. Alex is trapped and, like, (laughs) potentially going to be killed in a couple days. Um, Just so ridiculous. That sounds great. That sounds great. Um, Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Did you make an effort to have, like, a lot of different shows, or do you have some repeats? Um, One repeat. Okay. 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 Yeah, very good. Uh, on this episode, not only will we do our top fives, close call, Ferguson's, but um, we haven't read any listener letter. Well, we've been trying to read listener letters, but we're backlogged, uh, like back to August. Um, so we're going to try to catch up on the second half of the episode here on some of your letters. We won't get to all of them, but we'll try to put a dent in it. So a little listener mailbag yeah. to finish the episode. Um, all right. I don't want to, you know, people are on the edge of their seats. What are the most dramatic episodes? Do you want to get to your number five? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I question how you're going to feel about this one. Okay. But my number five, but Nick and Michael fake being sick. Sillier shorts. Hey, how about a puzzle? Forget puzzles. Come on, big band, 500 pieces. Well, the two of us, we could probably get it done in an hour. I said no puzzles. Come on, it's a challenge. You can do it, you just have to put your mind to it. Look, I said I don't want to do any stupid puzzles. Okay. How do you feel about Play-Doh? I've probably done about 10,000 puzzles in my life. Every time my mom gets a new boyfriend, they want to do puzzles with me like I'm their pal. Well, I don't want to do puzzles, and I don't want to be their pals. Parents get divorced. Really care. Yeah. Movie of the week stuff. My sleazoid father's a pilot. He's flying extra miles with his stew dish when my mom found out. Adios, Captain. It's a bummer. She was my mom's best friend. Hey, how'd you take it? I took it. You say it like it didn't bother you. I'm in camp. Nothing bothers me here. All right, so maybe it bothered me a little. Like, you're like the first kid I ever told about my parents here in camp. I can't talk to donkey lips about stuff like this. And you're not a snob. I guess I kind of trust you. Thanks. Mm. Um, 
it just this one really always pops into my head for uh for the dramatic moments between Michael and Budnick throughout the episode. Um, it just always, it always had like a little bit of a different feel to me from the rest of the series mm. in that it gets a little bit um, deeper than they tend to. Yeah, there is that like pretty revealing look when they're trapped inside the, what is it? Like the uh, nurse clinic. Clinic, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I rewatched this one just to just to really be fresh on it, yeah. and um, I this whole scene is really great. Yeah. Like it's not just drama; it's dramatic, but it's also done in a way that I don't think they're doing now. Which is like it was given time mm-hmm. to happen throughout the episode, and, like a slow kind yeah. of progression. And uh, the way that Budnick went into it, it's like, it was just very uh, organic feeling. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. like, uh, what his first word, uh, I don't want to do any puzzles. <laughs> um, it's just like a little bit subtler and more interesting than yeah. what would come later. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that is a, uh, a great, great dramatic scene. Um wouldn't quite meet my meet my criteria, I don't think, just because mm. there's almost too much silliness elsewhere. Yeah, there's a lot of silliness, though. Even how that, even how uh, Ugg and the other kids' storyline progresses, yeah. it like ends on a really down note. Mm. You know, it's just how like does it, how does it end? Ugg's sick from jumping oh, yeah. the lake, yeah, and yeah. everybody had a bad time, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, okay. yeah. It just always hit that like more of a downer note for me mm. which is what i'm kind yeah. of thinking of as dramatic here okay no i i definitely that's a that's a hard-hitting moment i like it i think salute your shorts when i think dr- drama that's certainly one and then like the um donkey lips and dina episode is oh, like sure. pretty yeah. heart-wrenching uh in a way but um okay yeah we got our listener picks nobody picked any salute your shorts mm. so good representation here um, my number five is shared by our listener Joe. Uh, it comes from season two, episode seven of Ren and Stimpy. Hmm. And that is Son of Stimpy. Hmm. Hey, buddy. What's on TV today? I don't care. Hey, look. Commander Hawk and Cadet Stimpy. I don't care. Here we go. It's time for Muddy Mudskeeper. I don't care. Um, Just a recap for those who don't remember. One of Stimpy's bodily functions literally has a life of its own in this episode. His flatulence becomes like the sun he never had. Ghost-like and helpless, it wanders the streets looking for a home, but finds the world harsh and careless. Grieving at his loss and ceaselessly searching for his long lost Stinky, Stimpy becomes preoccupied in a word mess. Um, I always think of this as a Christmas episode for some reason. It, I don't know if... it has a holiday vibe going on, yeah, uh, which I think always helps. Uh, I've noticed a lot of like yeah. holiday episodes kind of have a That's for sure. sense of yeah. sadness about them. <laughs> um, and I'm always hesitant to discuss Ren and Stimpy just because I feel like 
a kind of a fraud. I, I wasn't that big of a fan of the show growing up, and I definitely lack like some basic probably knowledge on it. But I do remember this episode from being a kid, and it, at the time making me feel kind of sad. Oh yeah. Uh, and this is one of the one of the two that I went back just because I hadn't really watched it since, and I was like, wow, this is almost somehow even sadder than I remember. <laughs> like, uh, it's like a real, and it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad yeah. in, in any way. I liked all five of my episodes, but um, it's heavy i mean like it like stim obviously it's ridiculous like he's farted he thinks it's his son um and he's searching for it but there's like a real heaviness uh stimpy is not like zany in this episode um and he deals with some like very dramatic like cops beating him up and like you know the search for stinky is like pretty harrowing yeah um this easily could have made my list it didn't but uh i probably didn't consider it as heavily as i should have um but uh it's a good episode it kind of speaks to me to the strength of the writers of the show like Mm. that they were able to make it have this feeling even though it's like the most ridiculous of the ridiculous shows (laughs) yeah i read something when i was reading about the episode saying that like this episode i guess was an example that nickelodeon had asked john Kay to at least periodically throw in something more I don't know, sentimental yeah. or like um, a little more Nickelodeon-ish yeah. so he, like, it would be like one for him, one for them yeah, yeah. So, um, which I thought was interesting yeah, yeah, that's a good pick thank you yeah. Solid. number four um, yeah, my number four Pigeon Man hey, hey. Arnold <laughs> um, how did you learn to talk to him? I've spent a lot of time with him I trust them. They trust me. Don't you ever get lonely up here? Lonely for what? For people? No. I've seen you and your friends around the neighborhood, Arnold. The kids remind me of me when I was growing up over on 23rd Street. You grew up around here? I went to PS 118. I go to 118. Is Miss Slovak still there? She's my teacher now. I did a project on birds when I was in her class. I became fascinated by birds. Fascinated. My friends thought I was weird, so they stopped talking to me. It's hard for me to trust people, Arnold. There are good people too, Pigeon Man. Maybe, Arnold. And you can call me Vincent. Don't you ever miss the outside world? Like movies and TV and pizza? Pizza. Oh, pizza. Yeah, this is another episode that just, like, kind of almost instantly popped into my head of, like, I remember seeing this as a kid and the downer feel of it and like i mean also uplifting but it's like it's got a real serious tone to it yeah um and and the the character of pigeon man um is i just i love this like i I guess i like the uh the outsider character Mm. and he feels like the ultimate outsider kind of in some ways like Except for Arnold, he hasn't. Sounds like he hasn't talked to anybody in forever. Yeah, just a good character. Um, a weird way of like showing this outsider character. Um, yeah, he lives on a rooftop essentially. Yeah. It seems like, or he hangs out on a rooftop. Yeah, he really exudes sadness. <laughs> yeah, and I always like the idea of somebody existing in some way that's like 
not I mean he's not hurting anybody right. but he's living in this totally off the beaten pathway yeah and the lore of Pigeon Man that kids are actually kind of afraid of him yeah like that always adds it's like uh, the Home Alone thing uh, the shovel guy you're the shovel yeah. guy where everybody's afraid but then you broach it and it's like just some sad guy yeah yeah. <laughs> um, that's a great trope that always seems to kind of work yeah um, um, yeah and I thought they pushed it in like a weird way that kind of hadn't been approached maybe except Home Alone 2 I guess I don't know which oh, one came lady. out first yeah I had to be Home Alone 2 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, boy. It's weird that I've never even considered that. Yeah, um, yeah they're really close. Um, well, this was also Brandon's pick, nice. Pigeon Man. Um, yeah, it's a Hey Arnold of the animated shows definitely had, I think, the strongest ability to yeah. switch gears when yeah. they wanted to. Um, For sure. And I think Pigeon Man's a strong example of, like, not only switching gears, but, like, really the whole segment feels pretty somber. Yeah. Not not like depressing, sure. but you know, it's a serious story. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Very good. Very good. Uh well, my number four, I don't I'd be stunned if this was the last we talked about this show. Mm. Um Jason didn't pick this episode, but he said any episode of this show would work just fine. Okay. Uh my number four is season one, episode twelve of fifteen. It's called Hanging in the Balance. <laughs> You gonna join me? Have you heard about Ashley? Hasn't everybody? Word sure gets around. Yeah. She cheated on a test, which was pretty dumb. She got caught, which was even dumber. Don't you even care? It doesn't have anything to do with me, does it? Remember? We broke up. Cheating on a test. I never thought Ashley would do something like that. It's amazing the things you learn about people. Do you have any idea how torn up she is? And how do you think I feel? The whole school thinks I'm some kind of alcoholic just because I had a few drinks on Friday night. I've got 300 kids whispering behind my back. How'd you like to put up with that? Oh, I see. I'm supposed to feel sorry for you, am I? You can feel however you like. I'm supposed to sit back and sigh while you tell me your troubles, huh? Well, forget it, because I'm sick of it. You jerk. What? Ashley tied herself in knots trying to help you. And you turn around and dump her? And now that she's having a nervous breakdown, you want sympathy for your troubles? What sort of total jerk are you? Hey, sure. Go ahead. Hit me. What a great way to prove you're a man. Don't push it, Jake. Let me ask you something, buddy. Do you care about anybody but yourself? Anybody? Um, have you seen this episode? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, uh, let me let me tell you what <laughs> okay. happens very, very concretely. Uh, Ashley and Matt's relationship is on the rocks. That's oh, an understatement. Boy. They they've broken up in this episode. Uh, sure. uh, Matt loses his patience with Jake, and their friendship is put to the test. That's to say the <laughs> least. There is a shouting match at the end of this episode. Mm. Uh, Brooke pretends to sympathize with Ashley. Uh, really needling Ashley throughout the episode. Uh, Courtney rejects Dylan's attempt to make up. Dylan has spurned Courtney and she wants nothing to do with him in this episode. Ashley, because of the falling out with... um, I'm going a little off script here, but (laughs) Ashley, because of the breakup with Matt, 
also forgot to study for her math test. Oh, this is a huge deal in this episode. (laughs) It turns out Ashley ends up cheating on her test, gets caught, uh, and Brooke and Kelly are quick to rub it in. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, this I've I've watched you know a lot of fifteen. I think any episode really can work. Like, there's not one episode I think you would name where I'd be like, no, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But this episode was just very, very intense from start to finish. So, yeah, just a lot of drama. I mean, Matt is spiraling here. Um, essentially, what sets him off is that word has gotten out about his drinking. Mm-hmm. That he's an alcoholic. Sure. Yeah. And he thinks only Ashley could have repeated that information. Mm-hmm. So, that's the falling out. He's spiraling. He blames Jake for being part of it. Um, this, ep- this episode's, you know, really centered around broken relationships, <laughs> uh, cheating, alcoholism. So it's a heavy episode of Nickelodeon, but just as heavy as I could say any 15. Mm. Um, but I, there was a couple episodes I did went, went back to and tried. So I had some like yeah. balance of like, how dramatic is this? Yeah. And I felt like, you know, hanging <laughs> in the balance was pretty dramatic. Um, man, the title sounds familiar. Everything that happens sounds familiar, but <laughs> it sounds like every knows? episode of yeah, Fifteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not sure if I've seen it or not. Yeah, this isn't the introduction to Matt's alcoholism. I think we talked about that in our last last episode hmm. review. Um, but uh, Matt and Ashley calling it quits. Ashley cheating. I mean, they're uh, Courtney done with D- Dylan. <laughs> Um, just enough there that it was pr- felt pretty meaty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, that was number four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number three. Farewell, my little Viking, part two. Wow. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Okay. It was a friendship that was supposed to last forever, but the Artie that Pete once knew no longer existed. Now the only thing left to say was goodbye um man this is uh this is the one where Artie leaves of course Mm. finally and i just remember that hitting pretty hard at the time yeah i was like boy Artie, like a main character leaving the show like that's and that's almost unheard of i mean in the past it was like uh a man and it was a two-parter but it was uh in the past it was like a main character would leave a show they'd just be gone next episode and somebody would be like, uh, they went back to school somewhere, (laughs) you know? Um, but this was like, uh, advertised ahead of time. It's like, Artie's leaving. This is incredible. And I went back and watched it again. Just, I I watched it not that long ago, but, um, it's so good. It, It, to me is maybe the most effective, like dramatic, uh, thing happening on Pete and Pete. Mm. Um, and the scene where Artie finally leaves, of course. Yeah. Pete. Um, yeah. But everything... This episode feels like a little bit more dramatic to me than part one, I think. Uh, Pete's overcoming of um, paper cut. Sure. It's, a, it's kind of a dramatic <laughs> scene. Uh, I mean, it's a little funny, but it's really like a triumphant dramatic scene. And then finally uh Artie just and Artie being without Pete like these scenes of Artie just kind of by himself not knowing what to do in this yeah there's a score too that plays specifically on this episode when Artie's kind of lonely I don't know if you know what I'm talking about it's like this kind of like weird 
I, I think like, I, I know, know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, like when he's sitting on the, he's like sitting in on the swing set, like yeah. by himself yes. and it's in the dark. Yes, it's a score <laughs> that I'm not really familiar with, but it's like very uh, effective. Um, but that last, that last moment with like Pete and Artie, where Artie is like kind of giving him the talk of like, you know, it's okay. Yeah. That's a. Um, yeah, gorgeous. A great moment. Yeah. Great writing. Great perform. Uh, Toby Huss in that moment is like actually acting. It feels yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, he's always acting, of course, but it <laughs> felt like the first time where it's like already talking to him like yeah. a person, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, also, I love the uh, the Artie signal. Yeah. It's like it's hilarious, but it's also used in a sort of sad way in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, really good, and of course the like the ending. Uh, the ending, like Big Pete narration, and into uh, uh, magnetic fields, mm, uh, yeah, just so good, so good, unbelievable. Great pick. Um, we had one other person pick uh, a Pete and Pete episode, which mm. was Mark, who picked Yellow Fever, uh, which is a different type of drama. Uh, that's yeah. a, that's like a you know speed the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, type yeah. of drama of like bus out of control, yeah. um, which I kind of like that. I like yeah. that angle. Um, there was two episodes i really considered um i went back and watched the big quiet uh which just mm-hmm. didn't quite feel right to me and then i also watched um uh space geeks and johnny unitas uh, yeah and that one was pretty close to cracking my list because there's just something about the way that one is filmed and made and the story of joe where it just feels tragic yeah yeah <laughs> like everything unfolding feels really sad yeah uh yeah for sure um those early episodes of pete and pete all have a heavier feel to them i feel like yeah uh this could have even been one place where um the squid episode possibly oh. could have fit yeah day of yeah. uh day of the dot yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's that's true those specials have a, a bit of a they feel a little different yeah, in ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Good. Happy Pete and Pete's on the list. Um, all right. My number three was picked by two other people. Mm. I was shocked. <laughs> shocked. Uh, picked by Emily and Shay. Uh, this is season three, episode 11 of Hey Dude. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. No? But, uh, oh. I mean, this really could easily be my number one. <laughs> Uh, it's called Melody's Brother. Ring okay. a bell? No, no. No? Okay, okay. Uh, synopsis uh, Mel- Melody's brother Billy comes to visit the bar nun Billy is overjoyed but things take a hard turn when a bottle of bourbon falls out of Billy's oh, bag and boy. breaks <laughs> Melody quickly covers for Billy saying it was a gift for their uncle who lives nearby but the truth is Billy is an alcoholic just like their father and this absolutely destroys Melody um, in this episode yeah her Melody's brother comes she's so excited 
Um, he gets there, and immediately he seems like a little off. Um, he's older than Melody. He's in college, I think we're supposed to believe, but this actor looks like he's like 29. Um, and yeah, there's this big pivotal scene where this bourbon breaks. Uh, Mr. Ernst is there. Like, what is oh, this? Boy. So she's a quick story, like, oh, he always brings it to my uncle. And then as soon as Ernst leaves, like, waterworks, like, you're just like dad. Uh, you get this kind of backstory of, like, their father being an alcoholic. Um, she's scared. And then in the episode, Billy lies. He's like, I'm going to go into town and, you know, go see a movie. And she doesn't really believe him, but he, <laughs> he assures her, like, you know, I just want to go see mm. a movie. Um, they get a call at the Bar Nun that uh, Billy's ended up in a car accident and has been arrested for drunk driving. Suddenly this does sound familiar. It is dramatic, my friend. <laughs> it is like, it is the closest to 15 dramatic <laughs> that I've seen of any Nickelodeon episode. Yeah. Um, and what's really amazing is there's really not a happy ending here. Like, yes, uh, Ernst goes and bails him out of jail. There's this really intense conversation at the end where Melody's kind of like, talking him through like pleads for him to get help confide in dad maybe dad mm. can help you but there's no like sappy happy ending it's he's like yeah i got a long plane ride to think about it <laughs> it's like that's the end essentially um well, which the... feels pretty brave for yeah. Me, dude. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> um but i rem i faintly remembered an episode like involving alcohol from hey dude so i had to look it up and this is the other one I rewatched, and it was like, oh, definitely, like this is <laughs> this is depressing. Um, but also, you know, it's Hey Dude, so it feels depressing, but not yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had written off Hey Dude altogether. Yeah. I was like, there's no way there's going to be something in here. I I guess that uh, the other someone uh, Nikki shouted out another Hey Dude episode, which I'm not familiar with, called Our Little Our Little Champion. You want to know the synopsis? Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot that type hey dude, but if you search um, our little champion, it's just the first thing wow. that comes up. Uh, Melody's swimming ability is called Olympic quality by a visiting coach. Mr. Ernst and the staff, he pressure on Melody to win and be their little champion. <laughs> so it sounds like a pressure episode. Yeah, yeah. I got to do this for, yeah, the, for, sure. for the kids at the camp. <laughs> um, so. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah. Well, not uh, Nickelodeon, but this, for some reason, put me in, in mind of it. Um, the Saved by the Bell episode, dramatic episode, where... Uh, oh, now my. I can't think of her name. Um, Jessie? Yeah, where she I'm gets so hooked excited. on pills. Yeah. <laughs> A yeah, famous dramatic episode. Yeah, we should probably just shout it out. That is probably the dramatic moment of yeah. the 90s for yeah. like kids tv yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. hey just calm down it's okay you're right it's okay everything will be okay yeah. i just need one of these pills you mean you really are taking drugs i need them jesse give me those i need them back i have to sing jesse you can't sing tonight yes i can i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm so <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, come on. Jesse, hey, don't be scared. Listen, we'll get through this. <laughs> but it, that, it's also one of those things that it felt like even in the 90s, people were aware, like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it ramps up so quickly. It's like, 
It's ridiculous. Um, and, and uh, like, probably 10 years ago now, Adult Swim had Saved by the Bell on for a while. Mm-hmm. And they had a commercial where they just slowed it down. So it's like, I'm so excited. <laughs> that was a good slow-mo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, number two? Number two. Uh, my number two is Arnold's Christmas. Thanks for sticking with me like a true friend, Gerald. I needed a miracle, I guess. Just couldn't get one. Hey, Arnold. You did all right, man. You tried harder than anyone else I know. All for Mr. Wynn, a guy who's alone in this country. The stuff you did is more important than a bunch of presents. It's more important. Mine, mine, mine too. Oh wow! Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, we've <laughs> talked. To, we've uh, uh, done an episode review on it. Um, just a seminal, dramatic Nickelodeon episode. Yeah. Uh, and it's really good too. Yep. It's like some of these dramatic ones. I'm like, this is a little bit much for me to revisit or whatever. But this one, even though it's sad, like it's uplifting as well it's it's just got it strikes a good balance for sure um and it's also one of if not the best christmas episode i feel like mm. um i can't think of one right now that... starwalk alan strange <laughs> good call good call <laughs> i considered putting that on the list just for the fun of it but to make it um yeah this is a good episode synopsis if anybody forgets when arnold receives mr Wynn's name in the boarding house's annual secret santa draw he decides to make it the most special christmas ever for the lonely border and tries to reunite mr Wynn with his long lost daughter meanwhile helga agonizes over what would make the perfect present for arnold um even that storyline feels a little kind of sad at times yeah yeah (laughs) um i think musing mr Wynn is really smart as a character to kind of drive home this central theme that like the holidays are about the people you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he seems like a really good pick for that. Um, also yeah. I noted that the, the Thanksgiving Arnold also was kind of sad. Um, mm. yeah. Yeah. So I kind of what we were talking about before, it seems like holiday episodes are a real opportunity to drive home a sentimental or yeah. dramatic point. Definitely. Um, and it's a good, set of characters to do that with i mean all the borders so everybody's got something different going on yeah it's like uh you know they're all kind of mashed together in a way it's it's so pretty effective yeah uh but uh anyway great episode um some really nice animation like yeah. the flashback yes, especially the really good. um then i had to make the most difficult decision of my life i knew i had to do the best thing for my I knew if I gave my to the soldier, they would take care of her. They would find a home for her. And then, as soon as I could, I would get out of the country and find her yeah, again. Yeah, a really good one. Yeah, we did an episode review on this probably two or three, probably three years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to go back, I don't know what episode that is, but uh, it's out there. Yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, December, <laughs> for sure. It would have been posted in December yeah. probably... My guess is 19, maybe just pre-pandemic. Wow. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah. 
Um, all right. All right. Yeah, Very nice. Good. Very good. Oh, Oof. this this was yeah. also Bob and Tim's book. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, Bob and Tim. Um, okay. Uh, that leads us to... Is that your last Hey Arnold? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Some other Hey Arnold picks. Oh, cool. uh, Marley picked Hey Arnold School Play. Mm-hmm. Um, Quincy picked Parents' Day. And Kev picked Helga on the Couch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good ones. Yeah. All right. Well, the big one. Yep. My what's, number one. The ultimate, the thing that comes into my head <laughs> when I think Nickelodeon drama, this yeah. is it. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I have to say I'm nervous. Not that I know what it is, but uh, I'm nervous. That you're, you think it's stupid or something? I'm nervous at the prospect of you leaving a show off your top five. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, my pick is the tale of the dream girl wow okay no 15 on your list it was not on my top five i might mention it okay 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 okay. i uh hope i'm not late uh i thought you weren't gonna show i'd never stand you up well i can't you're wearing my ring this is yours? <laughs> How did you? Let's dance. The tale of the dream. Girl. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like uh, for me, this might be the Boy. ultimate dramatic, like most successful dramatic oh. episode. Mm. Um, it's of course uh, the one where, the episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where uh, the guy, the main kid, like, keep seeing a ghostly girl yeah and uh we've talked about have we yeah well we did a versus oh you and melissa i believe okay (laughs) um i mean great twist of course but also it just like throughout the whole episode it's just like this really it's almost uh soap opera ish but it pulls it off somehow yeah it just like i don't know for me this is the episode where i always think like i'm gonna make like i i would have a tendency to make fun of it, but I really like it when I'm watching it. Like, this is yeah. all working. Yeah. Um, so, and the whole episode just has this, like, feeling of, like, they just really effectively got that, like, downer tone. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, there's three episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that really hit a certain tone that's sad to me, and this is yeah. one of three for sure. Um but they do it in a way that never feels like grueling to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. It's never too much, quite. Uh, it's that it's that bowling alley uh, owner. He really yes. just <laughs> spices it up. <laughs> that is a good scene. I mean, all the scenes are like good, and they work. I, I think it's like an episode that would be good to watch if I was gonna be making a movie or something for the first time. I might be watching this and be like, "How did you make this not boring?" And like, how did you make, you know, like the transition from uh, the people behind the diner bar to like them not being there a second later? Yeah. It's just, it's just done like really well. It is. It's a really well done episode. Um, And it's a great feel to the end. And the final uh, saxophone (laughs) moment is a perfect capper. It's very good. Yes. Them walking away as the sister watches. Very sentimental. Uh, yeah. Well, good pick. 
Good pick. Thank Good you. Pick. Yep. Um, well, why don't my number one? Why don't we just stay in the Are You Afraid of the Dark mm. universe? Wow. Um, <laughs> this is also our friend Justin's pick. Um, I went with season two, episode ten, which is the tale of the shiny red bicycle. Ah, nice. Oh boy. <laughs> This is a lot. <laughs> this episode's a lot. Um, so Mike Buckley is haunted by the ghost of Ricky Haggerty, his friend who drowned in his old bike. Um, this episode is full of despair yeah. and dreariness. Um, it's really about a boy struggling with PTSD. Uh, <laughs> it is like absolutely. Um, I, and I know people really like this episode, but and I think it has its merits, but it's it's pretty gloomy um the episode starts with ricky on the bridge with mike the bridge gives way the bike goes over into this like surging river and uh rick ricky falls and mike grabs him this is the part that's tragic (laughs) if ricky had just fallen you know what i mean like not that it's good but you know it's a little less traumatic but the fact that mike was holding on to him and loses his grip yeah. and then off goes Ricky and dies. It, it doesn't feel like any other Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of hits it like this. Um, yeah. Mike is clearly haunted by not being able to save his friend's life. Um, the episode seems to want to try to turn this into like a ghost story, but I mean, it's really, it's about trauma. It's about loss. Um, it's about not getting uh, proper therapy. Uh, Mike's, Mike's, Mike's parents' approach is essentially like, yeah, just, you'll be fine. Like, get over it. Like, this is a kid who needs help. Um, so, this is not one of my favorite episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I like it. It's, I think it's a solid episode, but to me, it's like the, one of the saddest things yeah. Nickelodeon's ever aired. Um, and it's, even at the, like, the, you even know at the end, as much as they might want to try to make it seem like, yeah, everything's all right. <laughs> It's like not really. Like <laughs> Ricky's still dead, <laughs> um, and Mike has to live with that. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about how having the name Ricky on Are You for the Dark is a death is a death mm. sentence. <laughs> All Rickies die on Are You for the Dark. Uh, isn't that the name of the bookish babysitter kid? Oh yeah, he makes it. <laughs> yeah. I guess he makes it just barely. Makes it out alive. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of prom queen. Uh, that Ricky's dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you're a good call. Bookish babysitter that Ricky makes it scared, but he makes it sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Good pick. Um, it's one that like, especially as a kid, it was like a gut punch episode. Oh yeah. I'm not even sure what to do with this quite, you know, (laughs) with my kid brain. Um, and it's like, they really, this is the, maybe the one time where they get like this personal, with the person yeah. that's dead. Like, yeah. usually it's, like, some ghost that's already there from something or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, 
the kid's best friend as a kid. It's like a pretty traumatic yes. setup. Yes. There was, um, you know, I, I had it in my list of close calls, but I'll just mention it now. There, the episode to me that was really closest to this was Lonely Ghost. Oh, of yeah, like, yeah. Of I, building that kind of backstory, especially the lonely mom part just kills yeah. me. Um, so that seemed like kind of a companion to me. But Dream Girl is also, I think, that those were the three that I was kind of entertaining. I did think about Lonely Ghosts as well. That does have, it's another one Oof. that's got that, like, just really real, there, f- yeah, scenario going on. It's really scary, yeah. but it's also utterly depressing. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you stopped and really <laughs> t- took note of what was happening and doing yes. the math, it's not a feel-good episode. Yeah. These are episodes that I didn't look forward to, like, seeing come on as a kid. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, this is kind of a, I don't know if I'm in, <laughs> in the mood always for a, like, a uh, job, kind of, like, getting through something. That's of these. a great point. A lot of these episodes, as a kid, were probably, like, I'm changing Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think okay. we can appreciate it now, but that's, uh, yeah, I think really astute, yeah. which is... And these were not the episodes you were hoping for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I certainly have movies like this where I'm like, I think they're good, yeah. but I don't want yeah. to really watch. There's, it's like a very particular mood for me to be like, I'll put this, uh, put on uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh or my something, god, never, you know? <laughs> uh, never. Um, but yeah, I do usually hold that against movies of like, boy, that was powerful, but I can't imagine a time where i'll need to sit and watch yeah. it it's a huge credit to i think a movie that can break through that in fact it's weird that you said requiem because one of the movies like that that's where it's depressing but like every once in a while i'm like i want to watch it is another aronofsky movie which is um the wrestler oh where i'm just like boy like this is a feel bad movie but uh it's really yeah. well done yeah. um yeah he's probably <sighs> the feel bad director right <laughs> I guess that, so. The whale just came out and everybody's like, this is utterly depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy to me. Like just to think about as the creator of it, like willingly putting yourself through that for like yeah. years, maybe yes. at a time. What you know? should I do next? Oh, the most depressing version of Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> next up, Black Swan. <laughs> like, just, whoa, dude, mother, like take a chill pill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be amazing if his next film was like just a comedy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a broad will ferrell i like i i mean i'm sure he does interviews i like to imagine in real life though he's like a jokester you know all the time and that this is his just like opposite (laughs) thing he's got to do yeah that's probably there's probably truth to that um all right you want to do your close call yeah my close call classic in my book the dislocated swede ah there it uh, is also teddy's I, pick nice <laughs> um this one in particular just because it was like the the catalyst to m- making me like accept 15 on another level oh my gosh um, it's so good <laughs> yeah olaf this is olaf's uh, debut he is the dislocated swede yeah um yeah which is Part of why I love this is the name of it, too. Like, what the hell? The second episode, I think, maybe? Um, calling it the Dislocated Swede. Like, if you're looking at that, you're like, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about it at the time. Of Like, did they 
was this like a spelling error? like did, <laughs> a grammatical error yeah. like, it's but it's a uh, cool name it's it, yeah it it's is. Uh, one of the few episode names that i feel like you'll just never forget yeah. you know yeah, it. for sure <laughs> Um, and it's like they went above and beyond what 15 normally aspires yeah. to. Yes. Here, yes. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just my personal 15 favorite. Yeah. Dramatic. It's a great pick. No, no qualms here. Um, well, my close call, my definitive close call is also Kev's pick, which is Helga on the couch. Hey Arnold. Mm. Um, it's a full, it's a like not two segments, it's a full episode, 28 minutes. Um, this is where a school uh, psychiatrist essentially identifies Helga as in need of therapy. Uh, and Helga starts reporting to her. And slowly throughout the episode, Helga starts kind of revealing like some of her trauma between her home life and then obviously her love for Arnold. Um, but there is a real sense of like the episode trying to get this right. Of like mm-hmm. what sometimes kids need as far as to say things out loud mm-hmm. and verbalize and express themselves um, always just struck me as a pretty powerful episode of Arnold. Um, now that you said it, I realize like this was an episode that probably if it came on, I'd be like, nah, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> but um, I think it's a pretty good example. The other one I want to shout out here that hasn't been mentioned is and it's. It had too much comedy, I suppose, for me to make my list, but that was Doug Rocks the House, uh, where Doug knocks down Patty's childhood home. Oh, yeah. There's some pretty heavy moments in that one. Um, It's like such a silly concept. Doug Doug throws a rock and he knocks down Patty's childhood home, but... um, It's it's one that, as a kid, I really remember being like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I also thought Doug had a chance to make it on my list somewhere in there, but I just couldn't pick one that I felt like yeah. was as strong as the others. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brett Wilson did pick uh, Doug's Nightmare on Jumbo Street, oh, which again is a yeah, different a type of call. drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that pick too. Um, a few other picks uh, we haven't mentioned. Um, besides Arnold's Christmas, our most popular pick was shared by Ethan and Manny, which is Bye Bye Keenan Part One. Oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, very good call. Uh, ben picked the Rugrats episode I Remember Melville, mm, which is a sure. very good pick. I was, yeah. uh, once I saw that submission, I was like, ooh, should I consider it? But I ran out of time. Uh, and then also another Rugrats pick, Karuna picked The Shot. Oh. You know that one? Um, somebody gets a booster shot, like, yeah, Tommy has to go to the doctor to get a rooster shot. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that being somewhat, maybe just like hit close to home as a little kid. Yeah. It felt like I, I really could relate to not wanting to get a shot, you know? Okay. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Good ones. Ferguson. Yeah, my Ferguson, perhaps the ultimate Ferguson. Mm. We've talked about it before, and we may even talk about it again yeah. for some reason. Can I guess? Sure. The tale of the last dance. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Uh, nice. nice. Yeah. I, it was just like 
a sort of a no-brainer. Yeah. I was like, it never reaches such ridiculous, like, lows, in a sense, as yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, what makes it truly unique is maybe of all the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, it is genuinely going for drama. Yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah, yeah. It wants to be a dramatic episode yes. <laughs> of Nickelodeon. And it's just an, not only uh, it's not only a failure in the story, but the tone and the way it was put together yeah. is a failure. Yep. <laughs> just everything about it is off. Um, and it's it's dramatic, all mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah. Just I mean, not there, in a good way there's at a, all. There's a straight up like <laughs> fight to the death in this yeah. thing. <laughs> Even the like way it's filmed at times is sort of dramatic. That ending, like collage of pictures over like see through pictures <laughs> from scenes from the episode. Like we need to see that. Uh, oh yeah, I remember when he kidnapped her. Okay, yeah, good. Five minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so ridiculous. So. Over the top bad. Yeah. It's it's got to be the worst episode of um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And oh, possibly yeah. Nickelodeon. But I haven't seen every cat dog, so I'm oh, unwilling sure. to commit it's to hard that. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be hard to top the... Just like that particular combination of badness. Yeah, it's totally so bizarre that it's probably... <laughs> probably I, I know somewhere Vaughn out there is nodding her head. She... <laughs> She's going, yes, yes. yes. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you wanted to shout out as far as uh, dramatic mm. episodes? Um, you know, I didn't know anything else. Okay. I'm sure that, darn, I should have. Because no, I'm no. sure there's like there's other ones out there we're, we're, that we're not thinking of. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, you want to get to some listener letters? Sure. All right. Uh, we got a bunch here. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's been writing in, of course. Um like I said, we're not going to get to everyone's email uh, on this exact episode, but we are working towards it. Let's start with our old buddy, Kale. Uh, so this email, Andrew, is titled A Mid-Podtober Message. <laughs> okay, nice, <laughs> so, nice. So we're a little behind. Um, hey, Andrew and Joey, I wanted to shoot you a quick email to say that I've been digging Podtober. I figured that you might venture outside of Nick again after the Twilight Zone and X-Files episodes. Maybe busting out something eerie Indiana related? Oh, don't worry, Kale. We're, we, we are going to get there. Uh, or your favorite non-Nick Halloween episodes, which would be fun. Uh, but I didn't see the Treehouse of Horror one coming. That was a great call. I went back and watched the first nine Treehouse uh, Treehouses for the first time in years and mm-hmm. would say that number four, number five, and number six are pretty much perfect. But number five yeah. is my favorite. Mm. I, I like it. Ooh, so good. Perfect. So good. Uh, I'm really holding myself back from boring you with paragraphs of deep comedy analysis of how great <laughs> and layered some of the jokes in Prime Simpsons are. Also, near the end of the Snick Tape episode, I approve of the deep cut reference from Andrew saying that he watched Body Melt. I found that movie by accident a few years ago, and I haven't talked to anyone else who's seen it. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, and by the way, nice addition of the VHS, VS, VCR sound effects and commercials to the added production value. Uh, Kale. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, Kale. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We may hear more from him. Yeah, possibly. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, this next one comes from Dasha. She says, Hi there, Ferg Breaths. Let me start off by saying I absolutely love Clarissa. She was one of my favorites to watch when I was a kid. I related to her because it was one of the few shows actually focused on a girl. 
I know there was Shelby and Alex, and I like them too, but there was something that just resonated with me when it came to Clarissa. I enjoyed all three episodes that you guys presented, but I think Allie's episode, Occupational Therapy, was my favorite. She did a really good job of getting into the character's voice, especially Clarissa's. As I said in a previous email, I am randomly listening to most of your episodes. There are a couple of shows I'm not as much of a fan of, but your podcast helps me enjoy them anyway. Never really liked Cat Dog or Ren and Stimpy or Rocco's Modern Life very much, mm. but listening to your podcast is causing me to consider giving them another chance. In terms of candy corn, Andrew, you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> LOL, it's delicious. Joey, you were right. Yes. Would love to have Melissa on more episodes. I really enjoy her perspective. She's... She is also really fun, and it's nice to see her banter with you guys. Oh. Would also love to see an episode ranking the best or worst or strangest talent, secrets, random stuff that guests <laughs> figure it out, claim they could do. Yeah, that's this, good. This has come up before, the mm. guest talents. It's very hard to kind of do, uh, but I think there is a listen um, a listener's topic episode that we did. I don't uh, know if it was volume one or two where we kind of picked a couple that Yeah, yeah, remember. that does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are a bright spot in what has been a tumultuous time in the world, and I love listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Super 90s Nickelodeon fan, Dasha. Wow. Really nice. Yeah. Thank you. That yeah, is nice. That is uh, heartwarming to hear and, like, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. 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 It feels uh, good. Uh, this next one comes from our friend Brandon. Uh, he says, hello, Gut Buckets. Congrats on another pie, uh, Podtober and the best episode of the season favorite are you afraid of the dark scenes uh it was fun hearing you guys and vaughn talk about your favorite scenes and how it paralleled with some of my own favorites it also reminded me how uh bad episodes can even have some memorable moments i was tempted to share my list of favorite scenes but the more i thought about it the more uh there's only one scene worth talking (laughs) about uh as the best in the show's run johnny finds out he's a ghost Johnny and Donna reunite from the tale of the dream girl. (laughs) From start to finish, this scene hits all of the major emotions, suspense, shock, heartbreak, and uh, contentment. Uh, The reveals with the newspaper and the gravestone were legitimately surprising and the characters' emotions felt raw and authentic uh, that it made me want to cry. But the one moment that has stuck with me through all these years was when Johnny places the ring in Erica's hand and closes it truly showing a brother, beautiful brother-sister relationship as well as the actor's talent. The music was hauntingly beautiful and matches perfectly with the scene's uh, melancholic and touching atmosphere. Easily my favorite moment. Not only in Are You Afraid of the Dark, but also 90s Nick in general. Congrats on another successful Podtober and keep up the amazing work, dudes. Brandon. Nice. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, now that, <laughs> now that he said that, something about the name Johnny is even perfect for that episode. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, Well, this next one comes from Justin. Great. He says, been wanting to email you guys for a while. I know you said to try and keep emails shorter, so I'm going to try. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew didn't say it. I did, if if people want to get mad. I found you guys early this past spring, 2022, and I've been hooked. I'm very, very picky when it comes to podcasts. Mm. There's actually only one other podcast, a paranormal and true crime one, I listen to and love. And interestingly enough, they're also based out of a suburb of Cleveland. Huh. That's cool. I started listening for the subject matter, but stayed because of you two, your personalities, and your guests. I love that you are still friends and close with people you 
you grew up with. I was born in 86 and I'm still close friends with people I went to elementary school and middle school and high school with. Uh, I always say it is a sign of your character because most people wouldn't stay close with you that long if you were a jerk. Hmm, that's, that's interesting and I'm deciding to agree with yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Some of my favorite memories of this year have been putting on my headphones, loading up one of your episodes, and going for a long walk. My favorite guests of yours would be, number one, Melissa. Oh, wow. a lot of <laughs> Melissa love. Yeah. Number two, Chris. Oh, he's going to like that. Yeah, he's going to love it. <laughs> and number three, Max. Very nice. Yeah, yeah very nice. Uh, please keep up the great work and don't be afraid to branch out. I love your episodes on Twilight Zone, X-Files, and year-end mm. reviews. Yeah. Uh, would love to hear you guys do an episode on, for instance, Hocus Pocus for Podtober or mm. Home Alone for December. Mm. Mm. Speaking of Podtober, check out the Australian film Boys in the Trees. Amazing coming-of-age Halloween movie I think you guys would love. Mm. Keep up the great work, guys. You're doing a great job. Cool. Justin. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad Justin reached out. Yeah. That was very kind. Yeah, very nice. Boy, our third Justin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> one goes by bup but uh yeah uh great to have another justin in the in the group yeah for sure <laughs> the more the merrier absolutely don't be don't be a stranger justin great to hear from you uh our next one here is from jonathan uh he says my favorite hey arnold and my 2003 movie picks mm. uh hello boc podcast here's my top five hey arnold's number five fishing trip this episode has davy jones from the monkeys as a special guest <laughs> appearance in sings like it <laughs> Uh, number four, Haunted Train. Mm-hmm. Number three, Arnold's Halloween. Oh, yeah. Number two, The Longest Monday. And fittingly, number one, yeah, Arnold. Love, oh, good. Love Longest Monday. Just yeah, yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. And number one, Arnold's Christmas. Such mm-hmm. a powerful and beautiful episode for a kid's show. The last scene gives me warm, fuzzy feelings inside. The same feeling I get during the last scene of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I went back to figure out the top five BOC listeners' uh, favorite Hey Arnold's. So I was like reading people's picks. So he says, five episodes tied for third. Haunted Train, What's Opera Arnold, Helga on the Couch, Downtown is Fruits, and Stoop Kid all tied wow. for third. Okay. Second most votes went to Pigeon Man. Wow. And first was Arnold's Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for doing that, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I regret my 2003 movie pick. I said Hulk, which is uh, which I really enjoyed, but I should have picked Joey's pick, Elf. <laughs> I have seen Elf a lot more than Hulk. I guess I didn't put this as my 2003 movie because it's my ninth favorite Christmas movie. Mm. For years, unconsciously, I've been saying, look at you, in a high-pitched type of voice to small animals. Last December, I realized I do that because of the scene where Buddy gets attacked by a raccoon. Buddy says, look at you in a high-pitched type of voice to the raccoon before he gets attacked. So that's the reason I should have put Alpha as my 2003 pick. Keep up the great work, guys, like you always do. Jonathan. Nice. Thanks, Jonathan. Yes. Uh, The next one comes from Kale again. He says, Happy New Year, grunge bags. That's a pretty big jump in time. Um, I figured I'd send you a quick end of 2022 email to say thanks for all the work that you guys have put into the podcast this year. Mm. I'm glad that you snuck in New Year's Pete right at the end. To me, that episode does a great job capturing the the depressing, cold, and bleak feeling (laughs) of New Year's. Yeah. Regarding Little Pete's German lesson, the words were all technically correct if looked up individually in a dictionary, but when strung together in that sentence, they were a bit off due to grammar rules. Uh, I, I knew my four years of high school German would come in handy for something. <laughs> and you know I've got to throw a couple of 2003 
things at you. Mitch Hedberg's Mitch Altogether CD came out that year. Mm-hmm. Gerhard Reinke's Wanderlust, a great fake travel show on Comedy Central. And The Brendan Leonard Show. Unless I'm mistaken, this ABC family offering was the first show to be entirely made by teenagers. Huh. <laughs> Enjoy your cocktail wieners, and I'll <laughs> catch you in 2023, Kale. Love it. Yeah, nice. Very nice, Kale. You know, no cocktail wieners this year. I mm-hmm. actually consider, heavily considered making them, and then I thought mm, somebody else might in my vicinity make them, yeah. so I didn't want to double up. Boy, but. I screwed up on that. So you came over my house for New Year's, and I totally yeah. forgot, it, forgot about the weenies. I, I should have just done it. I, I, yeah. Oh, well. But maybe an, next year. Uh, listeners, Andrew did bring what... Uh, what can only be described as the most addictive popcorn <laughs> ever tasted, which, mm. you know, you didn't make the popcorn, but you did the flavoring on yeah. it. Oh, so good. I believe Chris called it crack. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. The house is still I'm very buzz. happy whenever I uh, <laughs> make something that, like, turns out well, yeah. food-wise. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and, you know, he uh, Kale mentioned uh, he did germ- German in high school, which oh. is also what we did. Yeah, yeah. I did three years. I don't know how many you did. Mm, two or three. I, I can't remember. Uh, the only reason I remember is because uh, it was like, if you did three years, you could get out of having to do it in college. I was uh, like, I gotta get this third year in just to, <laughs> you know, play it safe. Yeah. Uh, but I, I barely remember anything from it. What? I mean, I just never, it just never, like, really clicked with mm. me. Like, how to get it on my own. Yeah. You know? No, I would struggle to do, like, fluent sentences, but I guess I remember, like, all the little stuff. Um, did you, what was your German name you picked? Uh, Otto. Otto, of course. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I went with Herbert. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Herbert. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, not to go totally off on this German thing, but... Um, <laughs> Mutzi? You want to talk about Mutzi? Uh, that, <laughs> that is great that yeah. you bring that up, but um, I oh, I was just going to say, I always had the same problem with, like, English grammar as well. Like, I could not get anything mm. by the rules being given to me. Like, I could get it intuitively, but... Yeah, but, I, yeah I could pretty much repeat, you know? Oh, like, yeah, sure. Just, like, yeah. say it, and then I'll memorize yeah. how to repeat it <laughs> i actually got caught cheating in that class Ooh. that was one of my few cheating Ooh. we got a queue up that kill me with a brick <laughs> kill me with a brick what you, on a test uh yeah yeah what did you do um i just on your hand or no i just had i didn't even go that far the thing about this class was like literally everyone cheated in the open all the time so this mm. was like the one time i was like well what the hell i'll do it too and I paid for it. I just had a little piece of paper. Dang. But in my defense, and I feel like she should have given me some credit for this, uh, was let, like let, let Frau have it. It was a very <laughs> logical, like co- co- sort of complicated, like sheet that I made. Yeah. You know, I wrote it out and uh-huh. I wrote all of it, and it was right, I think. <laughs> so yeah, she'll never know. She didn't grade it. No, I know. I know. Frau. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> That's our tangent on German. Yeah. Okay. Um, one last letter here. This is from Zach. Uh, he said, this is Zach, fellow native Ohioan, but now uh-huh. in Los Angeles. Um, I'm almost caught up on all of your episodes after I started listening and keeping up on the new ones in 2020. 
I've all I've always enjoyed your coverage of Pete and Pete, and the recent New Year's Pete episode was no exception. There's a magic about this mm. show which is hard to describe, but you two and your guests do a great job of it. For me, it's the writers. Uh, for me, it's that the writers introduce absurdity, mysticism, while also showing sympathy toward every character, which grounds it somehow. An example of that is the interactions between Little Pete and Crossing Guard Frank. There's cruelty, absurdity, and compassion, but also kindness on display. For a wintry episode, you should really consider doing a special on the 90s movie Snow Day. Mm. I heard you mention it at least in one episode, but I revisited it with my young child, and it's great. The recent remake uh, took almost all the core plot elements, but didn't capture the magic, which happens often. Thanks, Zach. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good to hear from you, Zach. Um, yeah. I haven't seen the new Snow Day. No, neither. Have I. I didn't even know there was a new one. Oh, yeah. It looks not good. But um, I do agree. I would like at some point to get the Snow Day. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. I saw it not, I mean, could have been 10 years ago now, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty good last I watched okay. it. You know, Chris okay. Elliott. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, of course. Um,. Yeah, good. Well, great to hear from everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, keep sending emails. We, I know we're a little slow. It depends on the length of the episode. Yeah. You know, if we're two hours, I'm not about... It's, <laughs> you know, it's a lot to ask someone to listen to letters. So on, yeah. our, we'll try to read them here on our shorter ones. Yeah. But it is nice just to occasionally be reminded of uh, that people are still listening and enjoying. And <laughs> That's true. You know. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, the the new year has started. The new season of BOC is underway, uh, and we have someone new that's going to join us next week. That's never joined us, but is a real life friend of ours. Uh, Andrew, what are we talking about on episode two fifty one? Next time we're talking an episode that I wasn't sure when we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like this popped into my head as I'm sure that we're never going to talk this episode cause because it's too me? deep. It's just too deep, like <laughs> okay. in the yeah. Nickelodeon world. Yeah, we're talking the Dale of uh, the Tale of the Door Unlocked. Wow, uh, are you afraid of the dark? Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I feel like this is a deep sort of Are You Afraid of the Dark, where um, that not your your casual viewer won't necessarily know this episode. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a Sardo episode, of course. Um, our friend Katie, who's never been on, um, she said, you know, like, I think she was like, all right, I think I want to do the podcast, which is always exciting yeah. when someone yeah. we know decides, like, let me let me jump on this thing. Um, and, I, you know, we said, what do you want to do? She said, a Sardo. I said, pick it. Uh, we've done a lot of Sardo, but not all of them. Yeah. And this is what she wanted. So, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um... It'll be interesting for sure. I haven't watched it in some time, so uh, I'll have to rewatch here and see what I make of this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't wait to talk it. Yeah. Um, all right, so that'll be next episode. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like all those fine, fine folks did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com, uh, and you can hear us on Podbean. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, those are uh, you tell a friend. That's a great way for uh, to help us out. Um, leave a review. Another great way to help us out. Uh, special shout out to our newest five star review on Apple Podcasts uh, with the title "Blast to the Past" with this mm-hmm. fun show from Electric Entertainment Podcast. Nice. 
Nice. Uh, appreciate that. Um, yeah, Andrew, good talking dramatic moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great time. Well, we hope we'll see all you little Vikings next time.